Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to episode six of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Stephanie Coggins. Welcome, Stephanie. Good morning, Riverdale at large. So Stephanie Coggins arrived in the Bronx in the fall of 1979 to attend Fordham University. She stayed here for many years, living in Belmont and Bedford Park. After a hiatus of a few years in Manhattan and Queens, she and her husband returned in 2015, settling in Spite and Dival. Stephanie has become an accidental activist. She was involved in the fight against construction abuse at the former historic building, the Villa Rosa, how do you pronounce that? Bonaire. Bonaire. This experience inspired her interest in local historical preservation and her successful campaign to co-name the intersection of Palisade Avenue, Independence Avenue, and Bradley Terrace after Villa Rosa and her creator, John McKelvey Sr. Stephanie is the administrator of Riverdale Spite and Dival Kingsbridge Views, a private Facebook group of almost 1,600 members dedicated to the promotion of community and culture in the Northwest Bronx and Northern Manhattan. She is also the co-administrator of the Bronx City Council District 11 Voters Forum, a public forum that encourages dialogue concerning voters' issues in the Northwest Bronx and New York City. Stephanie is a member of the Kingsbridge Historical Society and is a regular contributor contributor and participant to their forums. Recently, she has become concerned with the threatened extinction of the monarch butterfly and is helping to promote the reintroduction of milkweed into the local environment in collaboration with the Inwood Butterfly Sanctuary, Native Plants, Northwest, Northwest Bronx, and the Riverdale Nature Preservancy. Her current interests include the care and appreciation of our local green space and historical preservation in Riverdale in general and Spite and Dival in particular. She hopes her enthusiasm will inspire others in the community to appreciate the uniqueness and the beauty of the place that we call home. Stephanie, good morning and thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for having me. So I, when I was reading this, why do you call yourself an accidental activist? When my husband and I moved to Spite and Dival, um, we were working in the city. We're still we're still working, but uh, currently working remotely, uh, taking the train from the Metro North uh, stop, and we'd walk uh, down the hill from our building, which is on Independence Avenue, um, and we would pass uh, the Villa Rosa Bonheur. Um, which was a beautiful sight every single morning. Um, around August of, well, actually, pardon me, in um, the fall of 2017, um, the, uh, the house was purchased by a developer, uh, much to the dismay of the local community. Um, but we were... Uh, we were told that uh, their plans were only to um, renovate the interior. Um, in about August of 2018, it became apparent uh, that they had other plans. 
uh, and the roof of the, uh, the house started to be ripped off. Um, there are several uh, local activists in the area, uh, Jody Cologne in particular, who understand about this type of thing, and they looked up uh, records on the Department of Buildings website and discovered that um, this was being done uh, without uh, the proper permits. To make a long story short, I became involved um, in uh, the effort initially to to save Villa Rosa Bonner, um, and when it became apparent that that would not happen um, when too much uh, destruction had been done to prevent the developer from um, doing things as they had done in the beginning, which were without permits um, and could be of danger to their workers and the community. So it became a accidental effort on my part. Um, I couldn't stand by and watch these things happening right in front of me. Um, and that's how I became the accidental activist. Right. No, that's that's a great story. You know, many of us, we have a choice. We can sit around and not do anything and not make a change, or we can stand up for what we believe and be part of a solution to an issue. So that is so amazing. Now, you were involved with the street naming here locally? Right. Um, it, the developer was finally able to demolish Villa Rosa Bonheur and construct a a seven-story building um, in her footprint um, because the property is as of right. Um, I decided that if we couldn't have saved her, that we were not going to forget her. Um, So I started a campaign to have the street corner um, in front of where she once sat, uh, co-named uh, Villa Rosa Bonner, John J. McKelvey Sr. Way. Um, it took me two years uh, to do this mm-hmm. uh, for various reasons, um, and I had to do a lot of historical research, um, engaging the family, engaging the community. Um, but uh, after two years, um, in December, of 2021, um, Council Member uh, Eric Dinowitz took uh, the resolutions of the Community Board to have this done, turned them into legislation, and had the street named, uh, the street corner named um, Villa Rosa Bonner White. Um, and that was an extremely proud moment for me. That must have felt amazing to be part of that, and, and you're really the reason why that was done. Um, It did feel amazing. Um, I had uh, various struggles along the way, um, some of which were extremely frustrating. Um, But uh, in the end, um, it happened. now, unfortunately, it's the street sign is there, but I'm not sure that people know what it means. So I would really, uh, I would really like to uh, to educate the community as to what's around them. Great, and can you give us like a fact about that street or you know Villa Rosa that we may not know? Okay, Villa Rosa Bonner 
was the first of the three villas built by John J. McKelvey Sr., um, who was a uh, the first editor of the Harvard Law Review. Uh, he was the lawyer for the Johnson Ironworks, and he was a local resident. He was also uh, the lawyer for the Edgehill Church and a founding member. He was also uh, a, on the uh, committee uh, that put up the um, Henry Hudson Memorial. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's a lot. The family uh, goes back to the... Uh, late 1800s in um, in Riverdale, in Spite and Dival in Riverdale, and they're still members here. Um, Villa Rosa Bonheur was named after a famous uh, artist, uh, French artist from the, uh, from the 18th century. Um, she's one of three. Um, the more famous of the three is, of course, Villa Charlotte Bronte, which still right. is still standing, um, and the Villa Victoria, which nobody realizes uh, is one of the villas, which is right next to it, which is actually an apartment building. Um, it doesn't look quite as special as it once was because apparently a lot of the decorative details have been taken off. But Villa Rosa Bonner was the first of the three. Okay, and they're like next to each other? They're all along, they, well, of course, Villa Rosa Bonner is gone, but yes, they were all within a five-minute walk of each other uh, along Palisades Avenue between Independence and actually Independence, because Independence is a forked street, and so uh, both forks of Independence are um, at the intersection of the, the, of the villas, of the three sisters. How do you feel... Um, Villa Charlotte Bronte is becoming very well known on TikTok and people are coming there and taking videos of, of that. How do you feel about people coming in and, and doing that? Well, because I know it's a private residence. Um, it is a private residence. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, it is a public street. However, from what I understand, because I know people who live there, um, a lot of these people taking uh, TikTok videos are are going onto the properties, right? Um, and uh, that's not right. Um, the other thing is one of the things that we love about living in Spite and Dival and Riverdale is uh, the peace and quiet of our community. So, is it? Is it something that I want to see hordes of tourists uh, visiting our community? Um, I don't want that. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. um, but can I stop it? Uh, no. But I do uh, have to say that they have to respect. Uh, they have to respect the community, and they certainly have to respect Villa Charlotte Bronte's property. Right. So I grew up um, over in Kingsbridge, um, and I, you know, I've been in Riverdale my whole life. I always thought that Spite and Dival was a part of Riverdale, and I only found out last year that it's not. Can you explain this? Because I think okay. a lot of people think that it is part of South Riverdale, well, Capehawk Street. A lot of people think that, and a lot of people hold on to that, um, and a lot of people argue with me about this. I'm not the first person who uh, tried to clarify this. Uh, We're setting the record straight right now. Uh, Reverend <laughs> Teak, uh, who is probably the most famous uh, Riverdale, Spite and Dival, Kingsbridge uh, historian, um, 
uh, deceased uh, many years, but wrote a book uh, that talked about this issue. Spiden Dival predates Riverdale by 200 years. Uh, the first time that Spiden Dival was uh, was talked about uh, in an international setting was in the mid 1600s, around 1650s. Uh, it showed up on um, the Dutch colonial maps. Okay, so Spiden Dival for the first uh, 200 years of its life was actually a very historic place. We have three uh, in, uh, Revolutionary War uh, forts. Um, were located in uh, Spiden Dival. Uh, George Washington um, was in Spiden Dival um, and actually was shot upon by the uh, by the English um, at uh, I think it was Fort Number Two, which is over on the north side of the Capoc uh, Street, um, and. There are various. There are many, many things. For instance, uh, the Johnson Ironworks uh, created a lot of the cannonballs and the iron um, needed for the Civil War, and consequently, they named um, a uh, what they call a torpedo boat, the USSS USS Spidendival, um, after uh, after our area, so I'm I'm just giving you these facts so that you realize that we weren't a backwater. Um, in eighteen around the eighteen fifties, Riverdale uh, was developed uh, by developers by real estate developers who built um, large homes for wealthy people. Um, and consequently, Spiden Dival, by the time the Johnson Ironworks uh, was no more in the, about 1930, had receded um, as uh, in favor of Riverdale as a more prestigious, uh, privileged place. But um, that aside, uh, Spiden Dival is actually a legal geopolitical location uh, recognized um, by the New York City government as an individual neighborhood apart from Riverdale. Okay. Okay, so all this historical, uh, all these historical facts aside, it is uncontrovertibly. Uh, a neighborhood apart. However, the way we live here in Riverdale is that we talk about Riverdale as the larger place. So when I um, signed on, I said, good morning, Riverdale at large, because that is the way we talk about ourselves, because that's the way we're recognized. And it's just easier sometimes. Um, so I'm not certainly I'm certainly not uh, downplaying Riverdale as a wonderful place, um, and I consider myself a Riverdalian. However, um, I think that Spiden Dival has um, been very unfairly discussed as just a part of South Riverdale um, instead of uh, on its own stead. No, this is important because I, I you know I talk to a lot of people and they don't know this. This is really great that um, we're learning. You know this and and we're learning the ropes here so you started a facebook group it's called spite and dival riverdale kingswood views right 
What made you start? Like, when did you do this? Okay. Why? Well, I started this um, during COVID. Um, every morning I would go out. Um, at this time, I didn't have a dog, so I was able to get around a lot more. And I was t- taking photographs of the local uh, landscapes and posting them um, in various places on the different Riverdale groups on Spite and Dival community also. Um, and I realized that people really, really enjoyed um, enjoyed seeing them. And it, it really helped them during COVID at the beginning because it gave them something to feel good about. Um, and I did that. Um, and I am still a member of many Riverdale groups. Um, and I definitely see them, their, their, uh, the reason to have so many groups. But I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something that was more content driven, less, I mean, we definitely have dialogues, uh, but more content driven that promoted Riverdale, Spidendale, Kingsbridge um, as a wonderful place to live. Um, as I did this, um, I decided to include Inwood and Northern Manhattan, um, to some degree, uh, Washington Heights, as part of the group because I realized that we share so much. Um, and so my group is a content-based group. It's non-general posting. We don't talk about you know where to get the best pedicure. Uh, we generally don't talk about politics. Uh, although uh, we are talking about uh, the proposed uh, cricket stadium. Um, I have a separate group that was actually started by Shira Silverman, um, and she made me a co-administrator, the Voters Forum. Um, That is really more for that. So they kind of actually are related to each other. You know, I do feel like COVID... You know, we were all separated, but I think Riverdale in general, and I think maybe this is all communities, we definitely became closer during COVID because we were all contributing. We were trying to pass the time, right? And I, you know, during COVID, I remember your photographs, because you are a photographer as well, right? An amateur photographer. Well, you're an amazing, for me, you're an amazing photographer. Um, I remember you posting every day, and I remember Nina from North Riverdale posting her art every day so I do remember those two things and I would look forward to seeing this and I think it definitely uh, brought the community closer so thank you for doing that one of the things that I do um, I do things kind of in an organic way I am a paralegal um, by profession but by nature I'm actually more I mean I, I, I don't mean in an unhumble way but I'm really more of a creative person so I do things kind of as they occur to me so one of the things that I do is I share content across groups um, and from different pages of the Riverdale and Inwood um, area, uh, events, um, uh Events. Uh, this is happening in Van Cortland Park. You can attend this workshop. Uh, we post pictures from all over the area. Um, there's music uh, at on Beale Bach, uh, the uh, Riverdale Children's Theater, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and KRVC, who actually is a community uh, 
organization member of Riverdale, Spide and Dival, Kingsbridge, Inwood Views. Um, I am doing this because I really want people to realize as much as we are part of the, we live in the most amazing city in the world, we also live in a very, very special place. And there's so much here right at our fingertips that we can avail ourselves. Especially during COVID, we couldn't go down into the city. No, we couldn't. So that's one of that. That has become one of the one of the objectives is to show people what's around them. And you do an excellent job at that. I'm always like, oh my gosh, there's, this is happening on Saturday. Like, it's really great because I think people are not aware in this town of the resources and the events that are happening. So it's really great that you do this. So thank you so much for doing this. And I want to say with no nothing negative towards any other group on Facebook. But the one thing I do like about your group that you don't take any like nonsense. Like you don't take people berating people, belittling people. And it's really like, it's nice, you know? Um, other groups you see, it's just, it's really toxic sometimes and it kind of um, makes people not want to be on social media. So your group to me is refreshing. It's purely educational, content driven, and you keep it nice. Well, thank you. I, 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 that is, that is one of the things that drove me to start my own group. Um, because believe it or not, even when you're posting things that you think are positive, you will get people who will, who will hit you. Really? I have no idea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> really? I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've had to block quite a few people. Um, and, uh, but on my group, I haven't had to block that many people. And the one thing about my group is that I've turned it into a group. Initially, it was just me. It was so much work. Now I have pre-approved a number of my members, so I don't have to babysit them. They get it. They understand the objectives. Um, Occasionally we make a mistake. Occasionally we have things that are uh, challenging, but we try to make them work. People ask me to do things that are not in our, that are not in our uh, foundational uh, objectives, but I will try to turn them into something that um, will uh, will work for us. What is your favorite memory from this Facebook group? My favorite memory was actually a year ago, uh, we went on a field trip to the Inwood Butterfly Sanctuary. Um, unfortunately, I, I had planned to have a lot of field trips, um, but this has been, it's been a tough few years for me personally, but this past year it was very rough. Uh, we had some health issues, some very, very serious health issues in my house, and I'm actually now recovering from knee surgery, which has been a real drag. Um, so that has been a problem for me getting around. But uh, in terms of that one, um, it was a wonderful day. We went to the Inwood Butterfly Sanctuary. I was glad we went to Inwood because it was a bridge between our between the Riverdale uh, community and Inwood, and uh, people just loved it. Um, I got to know Keith and Audrey De Caesar, who are the uh, uh, who are the the founders of of that group, um, and. It was just a really inspiring thing. And now, actually a year later, we just had a milkweed giveaway um, at the Riverdale uh, Y Sunday Market where we gave away a milkweed from the Butterfly Sanctuary. Um, so that's another bridge that we did. But 
in terms of that day, it was just magical. Um, seeing the butterflies, seeing the monarch butterflies uh, right up and close, and people really understood why it was important to have uh, monarch butterflies in an urban setting. Um, and then afterwards we went and we all had lunch and people got to know each other. And um, it was just a really positive experience. What would you say to somebody, I come across people all the time, they live alone, they do not have anybody, right? They're just completely by themselves. They want to come to these events, um, but they don't want to come alone because they don't know anybody. So what would your advice be for someone who may want to go on a field trip uh, with you or with anybody? Just what would your advice be? Well, on my group, there are lots of people that I now consider to be friends that I've never physically met. Um, we have had two field trips. Uh, I, as I said, I wanted to have a lot more, but uh, I met the people um, at those field trips for the very, very first time at those field trips, but I felt that I knew them. So that's, that's a really positive thing about social media is that you can get to know people without even leaving your house. And then when you go out, people know a little bit about you. But don't be afraid. Uh, at least on my group, people ha have very positive intentions. So um, there's nothing to be afraid of. So what would you like to share with us? Um, you know, what would you like to promote, speak about? You have many things that you are passionate about, but let's educate us. What would I like to, in, in general? Um, any organization that you work with or any sort of topic that you want to let inform people of that we may not know? Well, as I said, uh, I'm cur currently, uh, I've been very um, involved with the Butterfly Sanctuary, and I know that the um, several community groups, uh, Native Plants, Northwest, uh, Bronx, um, and Riverdale Nature Preservancy uh, in particular, are very interested in um, developing more pollinator gardens in Riverdale. Um, one thing that I notice when I'm over in Inwood is that they have these pollinator gardens. Apparently, they're also gardened by the city. We do not have that. We have more green space than probably 98% uh, of the city, but we don't really have anything like a pollinator garden. Um, we're a little disorganized in that way. Uh, we don't have any community. We have very few community gardens. I think there's like one or two in our entire area. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, uh, I'd like to know about it. But um, I know there's one at Chervier, but I'd like to see more community gardens. Um, and certainly, yes, I would like to see more pollinator gardens, and I'd like to see the monarch butterfly all over Riverdale. I started, I've been noticing them actually. Well, that is good because they are very late and it was very, it was making the people at the Inwood Butterfly Sanctuary very nervous because they are a, uh, they are on the extinction list. Yeah, no, I, I actually saw one yesterday and one the day before, so I actually did see them. Are those the ones that are good luck? They're like the spotted, the yellow and black one, right? No, those are swallowtails. Okay. okay. Um, monarch butterflies are the orange and black. And the they, orange and black, yes. Right. Yes, they, yes. they migrate from Mexico and back. Oh, interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and just speak a little bit about your voters, your voters forum. It's um, okay. District 11. Uh, it's. Um, I hope I'm not going to get this. It's it's a long title. Um, it is the uh, Bronx District, Bronx City Council District 11 Voters Forum. Again, started by Shara Silverman, who is a dear friend of mine. Um, we became co-administrators. Uh, and uh, it was started because we had a city council, uh, a city council election with many, many people on the ballot, uh, at least in the primary. Um, and we wanted to give uh, a forum for people to discuss, to discuss voters' issues that were important to that city council race. Um, now the city council race is over, so I've continued it. Um, I post uh, articles about uh, local issues and uh, less local issues, mostly New York City. Um, at one time, we had oh, about 1,100 members. Um, that has unfortunately fallen back to just a few hundred. But the few hundred that we have are very active, and they really enjoy it. And again, it's 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 different from our general posting group where people talk about a lot of different things. It's only voters' issues. What is the biggest issue that the voters have during any any election here in town or anywhere? Housing. Housing. Housing is the biggest issue, and that is a that is a challenging one for Riverdale because we uh, we treasure our green space, uh, we treasure our uh, medium rise uh, footprint. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people feel differently about that, and they would like to see the area as dense as any other area in the city. Um, so I would like to see more discussion about some kind of if I don't know if you could have a middle ground, but something where there's a compromise where where we don't change the character of our area entirely. I don't think we're going to be able to keep things the way it is because unfortunately Riverdale for many years was off the radar and now it's on the radar. Um, but I'd like to keep the character of Riverdale, but yes, provide housing for people. Because actually, the vast majority of people in Riverdale are not wealthy. Um, it's only a portion of the people who are in the Fieldston area uh, in particular. But we're mostly a uh, middle-class area, uh, working to middle-class area. In my building, we have people who are working class, teachers, cops, uh, et cetera, and they all need housing. And the, house, the affordable housing that we're getting is not really affordable, even for people who are solidly middle class. Right. Okay. Um, I want to go back to Spite and Dival. I just want to say one thing. Maybe I'm wrong and you can, dis you can disagree with me 100%. I think that Spite and Dival is lacking a good restaurant. I think where Siam Square was, I think that a restaurant should come in there and have a place for Spite and Dival. Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. Uh, should I be the one to do it? I mean, I don't know. 
I absolutely okay. agree with that. And this is something that we've talked about. Um, I've talked about this with uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Virginia uh, Crominger. We've talked about how our area in general, because it's thought of as South Riverdale, um, we we don't we don't get the attention that we should. The other thing is that the Knolls Crescent um, Shopping Center is actually quite dog-eared at this point, um, but it's also very expensive for the for the uh, for the lessers to. Uh, to open stores there, stores and restaurants. Um, I don't know if lesser is the right term, but um, in any event, uh, I would definitely like to see a restaurant. Um, I'd like to see a restaurant maybe where we used to have a uh, coffee shop or in the uh, the Chase Bank um, area or in the Siam. Just something. I mean, because there's really no place. If you want to grab a drink or you want to grab a bite, there's really there's a diner there here. There's not a diner there. That's in, that's down the hill in Kingsbridge. But it, oh. it's actually quite appalling because we have surrounding Niles Crescent are these very very tall high rises that are full of people, and then all around Spite and Dival, you have people living in private homes, but you also have people living in uh, in apartment buildings like I do. We have thousands of people in Spite and Dival and a lot more families. Families are moving in and younger people, right. which didn't happen for many years. I think absolutely we can support one family style restaurant with and hopefully yes a bar up front so people can stop and socialize. I totally agree. Other. Even something like you know how we have now in North Riverdale Emiliano's market something that people can go and have a, a meal and you know either be a restaurant or a market but I just feel like it's really missing that down there. Well, we have, you know, in terms, we do have a market. We have Ben's Market. Which is the best market. I love well, Jim. <laughs> Ben's, we're so grateful to Ben's for for being there for us. Especially um, during, during the pandemic. Especially during the pandemic. Um, but we could use a bakery. Like a sit-down kind of place. We could use a restaurant. We definitely need a restaurant. Uh, it, we still have a lot of uh, elderly people in Spiden Dival. It's considered a, a freestanding retirement right. uh, community. And they need some place to go. Do, should they have to get on a bus and drive, no. go down to Tibbetts or somewhere else? No, they shouldn't. No, they some should of them cannot. So. Walk Yes, exactly. You know, so I mean, people don't realize when you take away restaurants and cafes and things, that's like the heartbeat. That's a lot of, especially for the elderly population, that is their home. And, you know, they look forward to meeting each other and, you know, having a bite. So I definitely think a restaurant is missing. In addition, I, I would like to see something down there, maybe like a She's a Coffee House or like an early bird or a moss cafe Absolutely. or something. Unfortunately, the uh, the property manager, there's two property managers. One is Freeland Properties and one is ABC Realty. They're both, the, the rents are very, very high. They're higher than in most other areas. Yes, Masu Avenue has great stuff, but I suspect it's because the rents are much more reasonable there. Right. So, you know, I hope one day we'll be able to see that because I think it would be really, really a great thing for the Spite and Dival community. Um, speaking of businesses, which, you know, which businesses would you like to shout out? Where do you go? In Spite and Dival? Or Spite and Dival or the Greater Riverdale, Kingsbridge. Okay, well, you know, as I said, I'm very, very grateful to Ben's Market. 
Uh, I get my hair done at Touch of Sun, which is also in um, in uh, the Niles Crescent uh, um, shopping center. Right. Of course, we are so grateful to the people at the Right Aid, which is quite frankly the best uh, pharmacy in uh, all of Riverdale because it is run like a small town store, not like a corporation. Um, we know the uh, the pharmacists there, and they know us. So I that's my shout out, Spine Dival. I mean, there's all sorts of great, great things in Riverdale at large. Um, you know, of course, Liebman's. Um, I love Jake's. Uh, of course, the Bronx Burger House. Uh, there's just many places that are deserving um, of our support. And I also just want to shout out, um, you mentioned you're good friends with her. I think what Shira Silverman does at that Riverdale Y Sunday Market every Sunday at the Riverdale Temple is amazing. I think the community really needed that and I love it. I just love everything about that market. Well, we, we've become really, really close and um, I actually cross post her stuff all the time and I feel she doesn't even, she doesn't even post the stuff on, on our group because she knows that I'll do it for her and um, yeah, she has a, she has a challenging job um, to make sure that uh, people show up for the vendors every week. She, and she does an amazing job and it's turned into the town hall of Riverdale. It really is. It really is. Um, what's one thing in, you know, in the greater Riverdale area that you like the most about our community? And what's one thing that you believe needs a little bit of improvement? Um, the thing that I like the most, of course, is the green space. Um, we have amazing parks. Uh, we have... Um, Van Cortland Park, uh, we have Riverdale Park, we have Spiden Dival Shorefront Park, we have Raoul Wallenberg Park, we have smaller local parks. So that is a part of our lifestyle, is the green space. Uh, what I would like to see um, improved uh, is that people really appreciate us as people really appreciate where they live and don't let themselves be talked into believing otherwise, that we're not a place that matters, that our green space doesn't matter, um, that our history doesn't matter. I find that there's a lot of ignorance, even among people who grew up here, about how wonderful this place is, how important it has been on a, on a, a in terms of history, um, and subsequently, and consequently, um, when developers come in and they rip down um, our iconic uh, landmarks like Villa Rosa Bonheur, people don't understand why it matters that it's no longer there. Um, it matters because you don't have anything like that anywhere else in this city. So I would like people to be, to have more confidence about where they live. Okay, no, that's good. And I think also maybe a little bit more acceptance among people between like different. Um... Well, that is true. I mean, uh, it is a small town. Right. Um, and uh, 
I've even been surprised uh, living here sometimes at the... uh, I've even been surprised and disappointed by some people at times uh, about different groups. Um, You know, I won't get into it because people could say that it's a political issue. It's not. Um, But I do think that... uh, the people that live here really should appreciate themselves more and realize that they share amongst different groups, uh, you know, different uh, religious groups, different racial groups, different economic groups. We all share a love of community, and that should be the thing that unites us. Right. No, I absolutely agree. So where can we find your Facebook group? If we want to contact you or connect with you, how can we do so? Okay. Um, well, I have kind of, it's kind of a long name. Um, so I'll spell it out um, more or less. It's Riverdale slash Spidendival slash Kingsbridge slash Inwood Views. And you can find it on Facebook just by looking it up by that title. Um, and the uh, Bronx District Council, uh, Bronx <laughs> City Council District 11 voters forum is just, you know, just that. So if you want to be a part of the voters forum, that's how you find it. If you want to be part of the uh, community and culture group, you go to Riverdale, Spite and Dival, Kingsbridge, uh, Inwood Views. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. This is episode six of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Thank you, Stephanie Coggins. And it is your birthday. So happy, happy sweet 16. Many, many more. And we will see you next time for episode seven. See you later. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.